You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to ISO, the Buns Podcast. How's it going? The interview this week is with the creator of Post Secret. Frank's a really nice guy. Um, if you don't know what that is, I'll get into it a little bit later. But first, how's your week going? Things going okay? Do you guys miss Oren? I think Laura's been doing a great job holding it down. And uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching on Facebook Live, but Oren seems to be having a great time with Team Canada out there in Korea. So, without further ado, here is This Week in Buns. You run it. Lead us. I don't know how to run things. Okay. Hey, hey, yo. Bunny, bunny, buns. Guess who's back? Your girl, LD. And saws Oren again crying. I have tears of sadness every time I see the Winter Olympics, and not just because I don't care about it, but just because I miss Oren. So today we're in the Buns H kick you with my two boys, Stephen Griffin. Say hello. What's up, bunnies? <laughs> we're here in H cute. H-Q-T. It's a great place. H-Q-T. It's very cute. It's H-Q-T. a cute place. H-Q-T. And these boys also host a podcast. It's not just me, guys. These boys Anyone do can it. do it. Uh, debatable. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade you our podcast for your podcast. Yeah, fucking right. That's just kidding. So, do you guys want to tell them about your podcast and what you guys do? Uh, sure. It's it's just improvised murder solving. What's it called? It's called Killed to Death. And where can I find it? Ooh, wherever you find your podcast. Apple Podcasts is going to be on there. The Sonar Network has all the other uh, podcasts on the same network. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there'll be links there to all the episodes, pictures, all the good stuff. It's just comedians from around Toronto and us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fun. It's a silly show. Yes, it is a silly show. I've been on it. Oh, yeah. If you're looking to, to hear Laura in action. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, some of our most fun episodes. <laughs> yes. With your girl, LD. Well, these boys are. <laughs> are new to buns yeah have you gotten a lot of activity uh, on the buns i have before? i have never bunned but never. i have i have stolen a bunch of bikes so i kind of get it oh there we go yikes people are gonna come after yikes. you For the bikes. what kind of bikes have you stolen <laughs> oh i go i here's what i go after the fastest the fastest one i go after the fastest bikes because i like the hunt <laughs> there's this really great post someone put up where they literally took photos of a hooligan stealing a bike and they were like yelling at him and he's just like riding his bike past the photographer and like middle finger up. So people will catch you. On buns? I yeah, think? on buns. They were like, <laughs> they were like, I'll watch. trade you these photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were like, watch out for this guy. Oh, like yeah. he's stealing bikes. I was riding home one night 
this was pretty late at night. Yeah. I was riding my bike and I could like I just sensed someone near me and oh. there was another guy and he's biking like right behind me, like yeah. getting a good draft. Yeah. And then he like pulls up right beside me and I thought, Great, he's going by. He was not. He like kept pace with me oh. until I could like feel his presence there. Okay. And then he looked at me and I'm like, Hey Yeah. And he's like and so we're still biking down Queen. Yeah. And he's like see that guy up there? Yeah. And I look ahead and there's like another guy off in the distance riding his bike and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that guy just tried to steal my bike. And I was like, oh, you like, wow, oh no. <laughs> and then, oh, no. and then some silence went by yeah. of him just looking at me and we were riding together and then he went, so we doing this? Oh my God, like to You're gonna kill, like, gonna kill that guy. I assume it was to go hunt down that guy and kill him. <laughs> to go literally kill him. Yeah. He must've been on buns. <laughs> must have been on buns. He's that's, a, that's a buns guy for sure. sure. <laughs> Wanting to kill those who steal. Love it. Love, love, <laughs> love it. it. Yes. Justice. <laughs> Approved. Steve, have you encountered I've any... I've never had buns. Uh, sorry, what's your question? No, you answered it already. Is never... Have I buns? No, I've never buns. I had a bunch of DVDs in our basement that I was like, I'm going to bun these. But then someone who came to do our podcast took them away. Oh, so He's like, I'll take me. these. So oh, I was like, well, I don't even need to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well. Uh, it seems like a great place, though. We have, oh, we have friends who got their cats on buns. No way. Yeah, and they are adorable. What's, uh, what's the story there? I, they got them. They were for free. It you know what like, they traded? They were kittens. No, it's for free, I think. I don't oh, think they had to give nice. anything. It's not how buns works. Well, it can. It Wait, is. Laura? It, it can. Is how you can just is. give things Confirmed. away. Confirmed. It is how buns work. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't want anything, I guess, so they just took the cats. And Sometimes then... people just want a safe home for them. It's not necessarily, you don't necessarily need uh, to do a trade for a trade. It could just be a They just a had too many thing. kittens. Had too many cats, so then we all have that problem. <laughs> well... No. Me sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> sometimes. When's the last time you had too many cats? Um, when's, yeah, when's the last time you've counted all your cats? Sometimes there's too many. <laughs> my my one cat is too many cats. Except for recently, we're friends now. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I love him. You name your cat Samuel Jackson? Well his name is Sammy. Did you say Samuel Mao Jackson? No. Samuel Mao Jackson. Oh that would have been good though. Alright, well. No, Samuel Jackson. His name is Sammy, but we call I call him Samuel Jackson because it's just funner. Okay, so his name is not Samuel Jackson. No, it's just Sammy. <laughs> but his side name is Samuel Jackson. Okay. Side name. Yeah, every cat's got a side name. Laura, what's your side name? Oh, yeah. Um, LDM, bitch. Oh, true, LDM, bitch. It's true, Steve. Uh, mine is uh, SWC, bitch. I love it. Oh, yeah. What's your middle name, William? Yeah. You said that like it was like, oh, ask him. <laughs> Wait, what? Ew. Ask William. What's your middle name, Griffin? Uh, Alexander. That does not fit your aesthetic at all. Okay, give me a better Oh, so your good. initials are GAT. GAT. Yeah, man. No. Uh, there's GAT in my shoe. I don't remember the exact lyric. What is it? What? Oh, no. GAT's a gun. No, it's two twenty twos in my shoes. Oh, uh, I, well, I do no. not know what you guys are talking about. In Biggie Smalls. Oh, damn. Now I'm embarrassed. Yeah, that's <laughs> I should know. Yeah, you should know it as well as I do. Twenty twos in my Reebok shoes. Whoa. That's something I can get behind. All right, Guns in your shoes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. If you say, it's first of all, killing people who try and steal bikes, and secondly, it's having guns in your shoes. That's what I'm all about here. That's what I'm all about. If that cyclist just stuck a gun in his shoe, he wouldn't have had to call you for backup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to come after the guns in my shoes. That's Damn. right. 
All right, guys. So we're going to go through some of the fun stories that sort of happened this week on Buns. Mm. We had a moment to sort of look at them before, but we're just going to hash these out because we've got a few fresh pair of eyes that aren't really used to the whole Buns ting. World. The Buns world. So we're first going to start off with um, a nice little thing that happened. Uh, just oh! <laughs> Yes, Griffin, a nice thing that happened. Um, just to touch on something um, Orrin and I talked about actually before he left, it was um, Marnie who posted about the women's shelter and instead of on Valentine's Day to, uh, you know, buy flowers and chocolate and all these like classic things to put your money or goods toward... Oh, these um, the baskets? Yeah, oh, donate yeah. them to the, the, uh, the women's shelter. So they ended up, uh, this is just like a follow-up, they ended up getting filling 42 bags filled with like hats, mitts, underwear, gift cards, tokens, makeup, like dental stuff, like just a real, and they, she posted a picture of these like 42 bags that they had filled. So they're giving them uh, away this Valentine's to women that need it. So that was just a nice little follow-up. And we love when we get those follow-ups. Hell yeah, what's the, what, Marnie? Marnie. Is Marnie who we're giving the big ups to? Yep. Yeah, big ups to Marnie. Big ups to Marnie. First big ups of this episode wow. so far. Marnie, Marnie clocks in. With it's going to be tough to top those yeah. big ups. Okay. She's just got three big ups. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's the record number of big ups that have been given out on this show? Honestly. Really think about it. Yeah, keep that note. <laughs> oh, yeah, I lost it. Honestly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I think three is the max that yeah. I've given anyways. So Marnie, <laughs> you got to give me <laughs> Orin, I don't know. Maybe he'll write in and tell us. Now, here's ones that will get three big downs. Oh, shit. Right? Look at me bringing it back. Um, okay. So, we had the actual Buns Facebook person. So, it's like the photo is Buns. It's Buns the Buns of the Buns admin of Buns. Wait, this is Buns themselves? <laughs> Mr. Buns. This is the Buns. Okay. That posted on... <laughs> That's my side the name. The trading Mr. zone. Buns. Mr. Buns. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Ooh, get that tattooed on your buns. Mr. Buns. Mr. Buns. Buns. Mr. Golden Buns. Oh, whoa, guys. You are in sync. Ah. Okay. Sorry, you have something you, you actually want to talk about. Yes. So, as we all know, there's different zones. We have helping zone, pet zone, wing woman zone, garden zone, XYZ zone. We have all different kinds. But this zone, Ashley's Helping Zone, this is fake, man. It's fake. But this is one that has, I guess people have been confused because it just, this, the word zone, I guess, is what like really gets people. Just like, oh, Helping Zone, you type it in. It's one of the first ones to pop up. It's got almost 5,000 people on it. So you think it's a legit one. Right. Yeah, Turns they got a picture of a little iguana on a stick. Yeah, that means it's legit. Like, you're not, never going to contest something that has an iguana on a stick, What's he right? trading for? Some bugs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. But basically, the Buns admin posts a specific thing saying that Ashley's Helping Zone is not affiliated with Buns or any of the zones. It doesn't follow the guidelines. Community standards are not related to Buns in any way. And apologize for frustration of the community and the struggle that they've kind of gone through with this zone. And to be added to the actual Buns Helping Zone. So this was like some crazy drama. Cause so this he, is Ashley. Ashley in. Zone. Big downs to Ashley. Yeah, who the heck even is Ashley? I'm going to reserve an up or down yet. I want to know more about this. I don't know anything about I her. Know. I was wondering what the drama was. Yeah. 
that sort of caused it to be this. Now, I have a thought because oh. there I saw a post and I think it did you, was like, Did you go in? Did you I did. I check like, out Ashley's Helping Zone? I kind of did. I, I not Ashley's, yes, Ashley's Helping Zone. There was a post in there. Um, but before I touch on that, um, people were getting so confused. So like once this was posted, there was so many comments of people being like, like, can someone just add me to the right zone, please? And nobody knew what zone was the real zone. It was such like a, a ting. So I hope that this confusion kind of gets fixed. It just was. But um, it was always called Ashley's Helping Zone, and Buns was always called Buns. Yeah. So it's like that's a like, way to yeah, tell the difference. No, if it doesn't say Buns in the title, it's not a Bun but Zone. I can see how they would be confused based on the word zone, especially if you just look it up. But people aren't paying enough attention. But now I guess they are. But there's different like. I keep bringing all my stuff to the drop zone at Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> trade it. <laughs> keep going to Sky Zone. That plays with all the trampolines. <laughs> I love Sky Zone. I love Sky Zone too. Yeah. God, let's go. Yeah, let's, this one. let's trade for Sky Zone. Um, Tickets. But I think the reason why maybe one of the like, factors in this was somebody posted. I will not disclose the name because I don't want Ashley to like hate on him. Oh, is it Ashley? So this guy goes. What's a really terrible gift I can get for my girlfriend for uh, Valentine's Day? I saw this Day? post, yeah. and here's the thing. Wait, let me finish reading okay, okay, so they can okay. see. I'm all worked up. I know. Griffin, <laughs> Griffin is... I mean, heated. Griffin is pizzled. Um, what is a terrible gift I can get my girlfriend for Valentine's Day? I want her to dump me, so she accidentally sent me a text intended for her friend that was about me, and it wasn't flattering. And so people were like posting all different like suggestions, but obviously it's not the bun zone. So this, this is, isn't the place. This isn't like, I mean, it is the place, especially for like, if you're not appearing to like the proper. Bun so well, this standard. was in the other group. This is in Ashley's. This is in Ashley's. Oh wow, yeah, and that post isn't about helping Ashley at all. No. <laughs> so what did you, what's your thoughts about this, Griffin? You okay. seem to be right. If it's. If it is legit, first of all, yeah. what a garbage human. Yeah. Garbage. But my theory is they posted it like kind of like, oh yeah, Josie. this is gonna get yeah, which gets me also heated. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not the venue for comedy. Yeah. You gotta listen to Killed today. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I I agree. I felt the same thing as soon as I read like I want her to dump me. It's like either he's so not invested in this. Yeah. Or like because like whose reaction is like. I see this text um, that's like an unflattering text or whatever. Whatever he saw, yeah. and then his reaction is like, "Let's take to the internet and get strangers to like find ways to, to dump, dump her." her. Yeah. yeah, like that's a weird like sociopathic response yeah. to this situation. So I feel like it's fake. I agree, and or he's a crazy person. Yeah, but oh yeah, or it's it fake, and he Ashley's. just wants laughs. He yeah. just wants to be like, "Oh, what's." funny I can do that's yeah. like bad one no, oh, oh, no one's paid me attention in a while oh the internet yeah, <laughs> um, my favorite one that people suggested because I went to Jack Astor's recently they're doing a promotion at Jack Astor's where you can tie the knot at Jack Astor's for oh, $1.99 yeah. and they'll make you a fry altar and so this one girl posted this and is like, just do this. She'll fucking dump you immediately. You take her to Jack Astor's to get married. I loved it. I, I don't understand that. We'll build you an uh, altar out of french fries, it says. But yes. like, wh what does that mean? Are they ordained? Is this a real marriage? Like, is that a dumb question? No, that's a, it's a real marriage. It's I not what? a real marriage, is it? They have like yes. a marriage certificate and a priest? And yeah. I don't think so. Ooh, I think, come on, really? Yeah. yeah. 
Tie the knot at Jackass. That can't be true. It is. The people there, this is a promotional thing. They want you to get married. <laughs> Come on. Dude, yeah. Fine. Well, I don't understand what the altar is at oh a French fries, though. The altar out of French frites. Like? They make it out of fries. But a full, uh, okay. Maybe I don't know what an altar is. Then. So it's like that that sort of arch? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, like a full size That's arch? what I don't understand. It probably, that's... it's, well, this is what it says. It says, we'll even build you an altar out of French fries. Okay. Maybe an altar, maybe it's like trying to be like the, like podium. Yeah, fry. even that's a lot of fries. Yeah, that's Whatever lot. they're proposing is so many French fries. So many, that it's like, too many it French can't, fries. Uh, that's insane. I tried Googling it, but my phone is slow. <laughs> so, so, so stay tuned. <laughs> for later. Oh my god. So great, hey? People on the edge of their seats. So uh, great. Okay. Here's another one. This one girl posts, I need a bajillion bottles. Does anybody have any empties? Bunch of people respond saying, yeah, I got some wine bottles she's specifically looking for, but also like hard alcohol bottles. I'm like, either this is the biggest art project ever or the biggest scam ever. Because imagine everybody gives her all her bottles. She needs like a bajillion. This girl's going to make so much money. She's going to make a bajillion dollars. She's going to make a one bajillion dollars. I, I think it's an art project because like you can get bottles other way. Like, I don't know. You got a bottle guy? Well, this is no. This is just like a lot of effort either. Unless they're all bringing them to her. Is no, it her? Think, yeah. Rush. Okay, I, didn't, I don't know if we're supposed to say the names or not. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Rush. Whoa, of Tom Sawyer fame? Yeah, this is Rush from Tom Sawyer. Whoa, whoa, Griff, sorry, to pause. She should be in the YYZ Buns group. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, so Griffin's just about to open oh, his Oh, yeah, should I do this on air? Yeah. All right, here we go. Guys, I've got a medium, I had a medium double double coffee from Tim Hortons. It is February. You know what that means? That means roll up the room. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to get my teeth in there right now. I just finished. There he goes. We can all hear it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Would you, should I go up close? Yeah, is this, good, is this good for ASMR? Yeah. Oh, this is hot. This is really hot. He started at the other side of the cup. He's going all the way around. <laughs> Aw. Well, don't spoil <laughs> it with your noise. Do you get to play again? No, he won a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I won a butt? <laughs> Never mind. I already got one. I'm Mr. Buns. Let's get back into it. Oh, yes. I'm so disappointed for you, Griffin. <laughs> I'm disappointed for you. That you Listen. did that nickname and got a tattoo. <laughs> it was a tattoo in her advice. Ooh. Ooh. This was a more of a photo uh, thing, but um, there was a, a fern posted. Okay, so this guy posted. <laughs> well, no, hang on. Someone posted about their fern. The fern did not post. <laughs> A fern posted on here. So someone's, <laughs> so someone's posting, uh, Ezra's posting a foresty fern, and it's a frosty. little frost. Oh, I thought it said foresty. Well, there we go. I can't. I would breathe. say fern is more jungly. <laughs> not a not more found in the tundra. Tundra fern. Tundra fern. What's another biosphere? Grass. 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 Uh, grassland. You ever seen Planet Earth? I have. Planet I love Earth it. Too. Grass. He says grass. grass a lot. He loves saying grass, and he loves saying it like that. Grass. 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 There's a real pause. But there's something else. Grass. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got a foresty fern. Frosty no, we fern. don't. It's a, it's a frosty fern. Frosty fern. I think foresty does make more sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, but anyways, a, for, a frosty tips, forest, 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 fern. It's a 90s fern. Because it's dying. That's why, unfortunately. He's like... 
So I got this firm for free. It doesn't seem to be doing that well. But hang you on. You can take it. Sorry. Here, here's something he mentions in this post here. I won't have any compost until the spring. Oh, what? Does he just not he gathers eat gathers up his shit. <laughs> he's, he, well, he hibernates. So he's got this one forest deeper and that's all he's going on. Yeah. He's not putting in the effort and he just wants to ditch this thing. You know it's what? not even yeah. like It's not even a big plant. Like It's not even cumbersome. But he just wants to get rid of it. Hey, what Valentine's gift can I give this fern that'll make it get out of my hands? <laughs> I want to dump this fern. <laughs> my favorite part about this post, though, is there's like this red, like fake bird on top of it, and he nobody responds to it to the oh, post. Yeah. So he posts that or anything like. Also, uh, it comes from the de- it comes with the decorative bird, like in case that was enough of a draw for people. <laughs> like someone was like, wait, 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 oh, I, I didn't think it came it. with the bird. <laughs> now it comes with the bird. I need oh. it. This is not a. It's not. This is not a bird. It is. It's a cardinal. I think it's from behind, yeah. It's oh, a, we're looking at the buns of that bird. Yeah, bird the buns. buns. Yeah, that's true. There is no reactions to this post except one person clicked the wow face. Yeah. I, I hope it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get the ball rolling. He makes a thing. fake account comments, boy, wish I could get this fern. <laughs> okay, on the topic of plants. A really interesting one that I almost thought came too early, but I guess you can never be too early to think about gardens, um, as <laughs> everybody always says. So Katrina posts um, buns who gave who have gardens on their property. I want to rent your backyard, or at least a part of it, to garden it this summer. I'm looking for space with lots of sun um, to build a rise beds. If you prefer I didn't, you can do something else. But basically to garden in your backyard to... Mm, you know, yield a crop of like homegrown veggies and she'll share her crop with you if you let her rent your garden. This was a great idea. I love this thought. Like, because a lot of people love gardening in the city, but and like want to like self sustain, have like their own fruits and vegetables. I mean, fruits are harder, but vegetables in the summer. Yeah. They the but space. they don't have the space. Yeah. So people that have backyards and aren't doing a ton of it. This is like, this is a great example of like, if it works well, is just like buns at its like peak yes. kindness yeah. to me, or just like wholesomeness to me, yeah. where it's just like, oh, some person I did not previously know now gardens in my backyard, yeah. Yeah. gives me some of their, like in return, I wasn't using the space, and now yeah. I get some great fresh vegetables. I was like, that is so just genuinely yeah. like, oh, people coming together. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah so if that works out. Big ups to Katrina. Oh, are we giving some big ups to Katrina? Wow, there's a big up from me. There's a big up from me. Steve, three. Wow. Do you think she only deserves two big ups? (laughs) No, she gets three. (laughs) She gets three. Well, she ended up having to turn off the comments of this because. Yeah, she had to turn them off. People were because... bullying? No, 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 because people were... Ezra came on, you guys can just get a fern from me. <laughs> I don't know what it will yield, but I have a fern. And the cool decorative bird. Don't forget about the bird. Yeah, Where's your bird, Katrina? <laughs> she ain't got none. But the uh, she had to turn off the comments. She goes, wow, buns came through again. I'm going to shut up the comments now because I can only garden in so many places. But... If you have a garden that needs to be planted, oh, feel she free got to too many responses. She got too many. That's, that's nice. That's dope. Isn't that great, though? Oh, that's awesome. So Good. now she's got a lot. Oh, of I see that comment. I see. Yeah. yeah so yeah, now yeah, she's yeah, got yeah, yeah. a lot of gardens. To that's choose dope. From. That's dope. I just thought, yeah, exactly, Steve. As you were saying, just like the perfect like example of like the kind of ethos of buns, yeah. literally. Community vibes. All right. So <laughs> I saw this post and I was like, oh my god, so many limes. Turns out it's just <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> what a bummer. No, literally, what a so bummer. So many times I'll go to bite into a juicy lime. That's <laughs> a tomato. Damn. Don't you hate when that happens? But someone suggested making fried green tomatoes out of these. Do you... Oh, sorry. Maybe I should preface this a bit. Oh, yeah. This is a bushel. Yeah. A mm. full bushel of little green tomatoes. Got a lot of them. Mother took them from her church friend because I'm vegan, bless her heart, but I have no idea what to make with them. So where's this church lady getting a bushel of tiny green ass you tomatoes? Never ask, you never ask Never that. ask. You never ask She that. got them from Jesus. Jesus gave them to her. <laughs> I don't know. I can see like a little old church lady growing a huge tomato garden. Yeah, yeah but in the winter, this was posted like a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, good point. Good Ooh. point. That's what I'm saying, you know. Like where are these getting grown? Maybe she has like a kind of like a little grow up in her basement where she <laughs> pumps tomatoes. out these tomatoes. And she also is the one who commented on Katrina's thing. Katrina's like, I'll take it. <laughs> I can I harvest those that. limes. Um, but have you guys ever had fried green tomatoes? No. Are they good? I've never, I don't think I've ever had green tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that when they're not ready? No. Yeah, well, that's why I know about tomatoes. The, the You can make um, uh, salsa verde with green tomatoes so it's like just a different kind of salsa with green tomatoes hmm. hence, is the sauce green hence verde like green but is the sauce green it's not a sauce, sauce. it's a salsa uh oh, get okay. sauce. oh and, i was imagining uh, like a pasta sauce <laughs> no pesto so- no guys jeez no get acquainted with your cultural foods griffin didn't realize this Ramsey's podcast. <laughs> Ooh, nice. That was a good burn. A good solid burn. High five right in front of the mic so people know. Whoa, that was amazing. Yeah, One big up from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Um, We're done for you, Katrina. But I've never had fried green tomatoes, but there was a weird movie called Fried Green Tomatoes with yeah. Kathy Bates, and they like eat somebody. Yeah. Like at the end. And it's, it's like. Soylent. Pardon? Soylent. It's a movie that's people. Oh, I don't know that one. Do you, do you know the powdered uh, food stuff, Soylent? Soylent. I won't spoil it for Soylent you. Soylent Green is called. No, I don't. In the movie. Or is that a quote? Or is that like a thing in Fried Green Tomatoes? It's no, it's Soylent like... Green. No, no. Okay, well, it's something else then where it turns out it's people at the end. Spoiler! But I've never Whoa. seen it. It's just a classic twist. Yeah, this one was like somebody got murdered by accident or something. And yes. to like hide the body... The one guy, it's like a very minor subplot, but it's the only thing that stuck out to me from this movie. Like the fact that they were eating green tomatoes and that someone at the end. You kept rewinding. What are these? What is happening? (laughs) But, anyways, I really hope. They're making a salsa? (laughs) This is a fair take. I really hope uh, it all works out for them. I want to know how those those tomatoes turned out. All right, well, we're nearing the end of the podcast, but I think we're going to end on... Okay, we'll have two more, because Griffin really wants to. Well, I have one, too. Which one did... We're going to do the taxidermy cats. Uh, what's talk about here? the drones. Yeah, I was gonna talk about the drone. That's my that's my pick for dopest post. Okay, we'll start with that one. Wait, of 2018? It's so just, far. Whoa. It just started. So let me preface it. The post is... Uh, actually, happened a year ago. June 30th. Oh, I mean, yeah, less than a year ago. I, and I didn't uh, send this to you guys, but the reason it got brought up is a reason I'll tell you at the end. But um, so That's Jairus, good, right? made of people. I know, <laughs> Jairus um, is trading a drone, like a full drone set. And basically ISO your coolest, like your coolest stuff. Make me an offer. Steve. What? This is your favorite post. Yeah. Well, I, know, I thought you were going to say it? why it was brought up. Okay. But I was going to say... Oh, well, I, I just think it's the coolest because 
it's he's offering such a great thing and he just wants something cool in general in return like it's yeah. so because he, he says i'm not looking for gift cards which is like you could for such an expensive thing yeah, literally. in working condition yeah. be like yeah pay me what it's worth basically in gift cards but yeah. He's just like, yeah, I just want something else that's neat. Well, yeah. the wording that Jared says is he's in search of the coolest thing you have. Yeah, so what is the coolest cool thing you have? Oh, jeez. Oh, what would you offer for this drone? My heart. Aww. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day, everybody. Yeah. To me and, oh God, to me and, and Jarrus forever. <laughs> that's Griffin and I making out. And I'm still chewing on that Tim Hortons cup. <laughs> oh, gross. So basically, the reason why this came up... Wait, 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 hold on. Griffin, what's the coolest thing you own? Oh, no. Um, what's the coolest thing I own? And I can't say Steve's heart? No. He does have, he does have that. I'm, I'm going to try and... Le- I'm going to legitimately think about this. The coolest thing I own. What if there's nothing cool in my life? Ooh, um, no, that's why. That's why I had a gimmicky answer. Because if I really thought about it, I'd get sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a joke. <clears throat> I know. I I know the coolest thing I have. What is the coolest yeah, okay, thing you have? It? The coolest thing I have is um a Kimoji butt mouse pad. Okay. So it's just an ass. <laughs> And it's, it's a mouse. Not the coolest. It thing is. You have. It's the coolest thing I have. It's a commotion. Well, if it's mouse. cool to you, well then I'm, I'm gonna give a serious answer. Um, because I'm gonna do a big ups, unprompted. Yeah. Big ups to Scenic Simpsons is an IG account, no Instagram way. account that started making their own uh, clothes. Yeah. And I ordered one of their sweaters. Yes. I think it's the coolest thing I own. Oh yeah, they I didn't, know this They didn't make that many. Um, or I mean, not many in comparison to like things that actually sold in stores. And I don't normally have that. I have a lot yes. of like plain stuff. So I got one that's your one school. statement piece. Oh, it's then a I'll, statement piece. I'll, I'll sneak into this trade and go yeah. that uh, CBB shirt. Yeah, you got a, a twice cool signed CBB shirt. Yeah. What's CBB? Comedy Bang Bang. Damn, I feel. Stupid. I thought you were a podcaster. I know what the heck's wrong with me. I feel imb- as soon as I said what's that, I was like, whoop! I want to swallow. Okay, you got to tell us why this has been brought up a year later. So somebody posted saying, hey, do you still have this? This is the coolest thing I own. It was like this crazy motorcycle. Oh, Whoa, shit. cool. Yeah. This crazy motorcycle. It's like, hey, Me and Steve own shirts. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> tr- like looked like there was like flame sh- like things coming out the side of it. Crazy Maybe those motor- were flames. They, they probably are. <laughs> yeah, he posted a picture of his burning motorcycle. Coolest thing I used to own. You Aww. better come pick this up quick. Because <laughs> it's going, going, gone. <laughs> so that is why it got brought back up. Wow. Okay. We have two more things. First thing. Mitch posts, hello, cat lover slash lover of creepy things. Do you want this staring Same at you thing. while you asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this staring at you while you sleep? ISO unscented candles. Located downtown Toronto. Now, this is like a taxidermy cat. This is a taxidermy kitten. Kitten. But the thing is, these were really popular. My great-grandma had one of these. Basically, they're just like very small. You can hold it in your hand. I mean, this one's a little bit bigger than that, but... Is this not actually taxidermy? Is this just a doll? I think it is, but Mm -hmm. it might not be. I'm not sure. It looks like it is. It looks realer than a lot of just like... Does that mean the one my grandma had was taxidermy? I don't know. Well, I now really... I'm getting scared because I would cuddle with that thing. Okay. And it was dead. Yeah. It was dead. Soylent green. <laughs> it was a cat the whole time. Gross. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why? If you don't want this thing, 
why do you have it in the first place? Yeah. What What's going on in Mitch's life that she got like, oh, well, I guess I can get rid of this taxidermied kitten I have. Yeah, and like, why didn't she do it earlier? Maybe it was a gift. It might have oh, been. Oh, no. Or maybe she just like had a nightmare one night and like turned her head, opened her <gasps> eyes, and there was a cat staring at yeah, her. Yeah, and before she liked it, and then yeah. then it's terrifying. Like it ruined, it got ruined for her somehow. Oh yeah, maybe what, someone just passively was like, "Boy, that's a creepy cat." And, and then like, now every time she looks at it, she's like, "They're right, it is." Right, what I used to love. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that thing hopefully it gets traded. I wish <laughs> <you> <laughs> hopefully it gets traded off of this earth. I wish you luck. Now trade it to the devil. One. <laughs> Give it to the, give it to old Satan. Let him deal with it. Um, so, old Satan. Old. Well, he is old. We should say he's been around a long time. Old My theory is there's Satan. several Satans, and they live as long as a person, and then they die, and they replace them with another one. It's a real dread pirate Roberts thing. Really? Uh. Who gets to take over though? I don't know. The Apprentice. The Apprentice had. I guess, I guess. The Magician's Apprentice. The magician's nephew. Ah. Laura, your turn. Name a possession of a magician. The magician's cousin. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. How about the magician's dog? Yeah. Hey, oh. Hey. hey, how about the magician's dog? <laughs> okay, the last one to kind of have a debate here. To oh. End it oh yo, yo. So, Buns is known for its curbal arts. So... Curb yeah. alert, so for maybe you guys are not aware, curb alert is when something's just put on the side of the road, it's going to go to the garbage, and people take pictures of it, because typically these things are intact sometimes, like furniture, let's say, or, you know, boxes of items, or there was once, like, the three wise men, cardboard cutouts put on the curb, and <laughs> everyone, like, freaked out about it. So this is one that's, like, a working uh, dryer, it's a gas dryer. It works perfectly. It's a Curb Alert working gas dryer, Ossington. Um, mm, she sure posts so. it, but it's covered in snow, right? So my question is, can Curb Alerts, are they still feasible in the winter? Or do you think it's just a summertime thing? I mean, it depends what the thing is. Like, I feel like this could survive this, like, thin layer of snow on top of it. Yeah. But if you put it, like, I don't know, like a living cat, that's going to be a taxidermy yeah. cat real quick. You bet, buddy. It also depends on who you are looking at it. Like, if you lived relatively close to Ossington and Churchill and you had a truck. Yeah. Like a big pickup truck. And, and we're you could, like, like Just a van to throw it in the back. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. But if you're going to try and walk this home, maybe in the winter, it might be. Yeah. Hard. I really want to do this thing when Oren comes back where, I mean, we'll see how feasible it is. But as soon as a curb alert's posted to, like get to that place really quickly and then like interview people that come by that's a great idea yeah. that's awesome and like come by and see like so what brought here like and what brought here? well it was the curb alert yeah yeah i want to see like how much it is but anyways so yeah yeah that, that'd be really fun i think that yeah, is i think i'm gonna idea. pitch so well, why was this gonna be a debate do you were there people upset with this no i was just wondering because like i wouldn't do this i wouldn't go out go get in anything snow. in the winter is there anything that someone could put on the curb that you even in winter conditions you'd say gotta go get that gotta if there was a butt mouse pad yeah <laughs> then i would have to go if it was anything uh like kimoji related then yeah i would definitely like run to would it. you if it was posted right now kimoji like four blocks from here you'd, run, you'd hustle over there oh ho, ho, no, ho, yeah. you bet i would <laughs> but like a some like dry i guess that's the thing it's very subjective right it's like what is the item? What is it worth yeah. to you? Yeah. And if you like, need a dryer at your house, yeah. and then this happens, yeah, that's you're great. like, whoa. Yeah. A big thing about buns is like it's all subjective, right? Like one person's 
trash is another person's treasure. Did you come up is. with that? Wow. I think I might have. That is good. Whoa. Big ups to Laura, I think. Big ups to Whoa, Laura. You just got two. Thing. You got two. Oh my god, I'm going to big up myself. Whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright guys, thanks so much for coming on the old podcast. That was all the, that was all the trades that, that we needed That was to... all the highlighted stories of the week. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes, thank you. Of course. You. And where can we find your podcast again? What's it called? Where can we find it? It's called Kill to Death. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on thesonarnetwork.com. Uh, also, Laura, what's your improv group? Oh, oh yes. that's right. My that's another reason group. we know each other. Yes, we are on the improv team, The Kids Table. You that's can true. find us on the FB. And we're performing a show, Mar... No, coming up. Come February 23rd? February 23rd at Social Capital Theater. And Theater. the next week at March 2nd at the Social Capital Theater as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, and that's where we end it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. And we'll talk to you next week. Love ya. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. Okay, so interview this week, like I said at the top of the show, is with the creator of Post Secret. I sit down with Frank and talk about all things, not just Post Secret, but life in general, unburdening, and uh, how to cope. He's a really interesting, knowledgeable dude. Full disclosure, this uh, episode was recorded a little while ago. Uh, We talk about a live event that happened in Toronto, so... That uh, might date it. A little peek behind the curtain there. But uh, I strongly suggest you give a listen. And if you don't know what Post Secret is, it is a place where people have, for years and years already, sent in postcards to share their secrets with the world anonymously. Google it. Anyway, here's my interview with Frank. Buns. Reading back Mason Buns. Among friends, yeah, I don't know. Well, I would be too. He seems like a, a modern day sort of real life Tony Stark. Yeah, or Tesla, the actual Tesla. Yeah, revolutionary uh, thinker. Yeah, it, but he's getting recognized for it. I guess is the difference. Yeah, good point. And rewarded. Right. Tesla bore, uh, died broke. Yeah, yeah, and and not well liked if I under, if I understand correctly. All right, you ready to go? All set. Hey guys. Uh, welcome to the Buns Podcast. Uh, you know what? I normally flub the introduction to the guests, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself so people know what your voice sounds like, and uh, you can introduce yourself as you please. You bet. My name is Frank Warren, and years ago I started a project called Post Secret, where I invited strangers from all around the world to write down a true secret they'd never told anyone else before anonymously on a postcard and mail it to my home. And I was surprised to receive postcards back then, and I'm even more surprised today to tell you that I've received over a million. They keep coming. Uh, They're all on exhibit now at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. There are books, there's a website, and I travel to different locations, schools, venues, and give talks about this project that turned my life upside down and the power that secrets have to be transformative. So before we get into the whole uh, post-secret thing, let's talk about when your life was right side up. And um, where did you where did you grow up? Um, where was early Frank sort of brought up? Uh, I grew up in Southern California, 
and then went to high school in Illinois. And in high school, I would never be that person who you would tell your secrets to. Right. Uh, later on, I went to a junior college and then was able to transfer to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I moved to the East Coast and started a business called Instant Information Systems. Well, what did you take in college? I was a social science field major. So I took a lot of the classes I was interested in, like okay. political science and psychology, economics, sociology. But it didn't really set me up for a career mm-hmm. upon graduation. So like a lot of people, I started a business doing what I had done to work my way through college. And I retrieved medical information from the National Library of Medicine, the Library of Congress, Patent and Trademark Office. It was boring work. It yeah. was lucrative. Right. But I think that boredom was a blessing because about 10 years in, it motivated me to pursue these little quirky art projects on the side. Sure. And if the Internet is to be believed, you, you went to Paris and bought a bunch of postcards. Is that true? Oh, that was the first postcard project I, I did. Yeah. I, I The first time I was in Paris, I found myself in a little tourist shop and purchased three little prints mm-hmm. postcards. Went back to my hotel room the first night in Paris. I put him in the little nightstand drawer and fell asleep. And that night I had a lucid dream. I had a dream where I realized I was dreaming. And in my dream, I opened up that drawer and took out the cards, but they had been changed. There were messages on them. The pictures had been altered. Right. And when I woke up, I took out the actual postcards from the drawer and recreated them to appear as they had in my dream. Whoa. With the messages. Okay. And one of the messages, if I, I, I'm going to try and remember, it was on the back of the card and it said, unrecognized evidence of forgotten journeys unknowingly rediscovered. Whoa. Whoa, okay. And that, I guess, ties into this, uh, to this whole thing um, of, you know, people telling you their journey. But how did you, I mean, how did you at first convince people to, to share their secrets with you. I, I mean, I imagine when you first started this project, a, a huge part of it is anonymity, but you have to convince people to do it to begin with, right? So how, do, how did you kind of rope them in? That's a great question. A lot of people think Post Secret was this brilliant idea, but no, it's a very simple idea. It's just mail me your secrets. And a lot of people have thought, well, I'm gonna try this, or, or I wanna get people, you know, whatever. What they don't understand is it takes a lot of work to develop a relationship with strangers where they trust you with these real confessions. And so I think there were a number of factors that played into it. One was I invited people to mail their secrets to my home address, not a P.O. box or some other location. Uh, This upset my wife a little bit when our (laughs) home address went all over the web and on the cover of books. But I think that personal relationship made sense. When I received people's postcards, I would share them on the web in a way that respected their stories and didn't exploit them. I never took a dollar for a paid ad on the Post Secret website, even though it's had over 750 million hits. And so the idea of respecting people's stories and kind of having this higher purpose than just making it a commercial site, again, I think helped me earn people's trust. But I think it's interesting that in order to have people trust you anonymously, you had to give up your own anonymity uh, in order to, to gain that trust. And what, okay, I mean, Buns is, is a bartering website, so we're very um, sort of familiar with trade, but what, what do you think that people are getting out of uh, sharing their secrets with you? I mean, because I, I'm sure that they're, I mean, clearly they want to do it, but what's, what's their sort of desire to, to share those secrets, do you think? 
Well, I think one of those steps in building the relationship is taking that first step of vulnerability first. So even at post-secret live events where I'm inviting people to share their secrets, not anonymously, but live at a microphone, right. I'm, I'm telling one of my secrets before I ask anybody else to share theirs. So I think being vulnerable first helps build that relationship. My hope is that when people find a way to let go of their secret, it, it unburdens them. And sometimes the unburdening is not about the secret itself. It's about the walls that we build up between ourselves and others as we hide people from this truth about who we are. And so sometimes just realizing you're not alone with your secret or that it's okay or that people understand or uh, somebody else tells their secret, which is exactly like yours. And for the first time, you feel a sense of connection with this stranger. Right. So all these things I can, I think can remind us that secrets, even though they might feel like walls that separate us from others are actually these bridges mm -hmm. that connect us to people, to communities, to who we truly are. Now, you mentioned unburdening, which which obviously makes a lot of sense. You know, people are holding these things back. And you specifically said at the beginning that it's a secret that they hadn't told anyone else previously. So to get that off their chest makes a lot of sense. But do you think that, um, do you ever carry some of that burden yourself once they've kind of told their secret? And now you, you're receiving all these secrets. And I'm sure some of them are like, you know, way, way out there. Do you ever kind of, does it ever weigh on you? Yeah, you hear people say when they let a secret go that they feel unburdened. Right. And when you take a burden off, maybe the person who receives it puts it on their shoulders. I, I don't I don't feel like I do. I yeah. have had multiple back surgeries since <laughs> I started this project, so maybe metaphorically I'm carrying these burdens. But right. uh, I, I think part of it has to do with my background. Um, before I started Post Secret, I was a volunteer on a suicide prevention hotline. Okay. Essentially listening to people's secrets at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. by myself in that room. And um, before that, I had a, a difficult childhood. And so I think when you've experienced secrets in your own life that make you feel alone, um, later on, when people share those confessions with you, instead of feeling burdened, I think it allows you to feel... Um, maybe maybe positive about right. giving people a place where they can feel not alone with those painful experiences and it lets you know that you were never really alone as a kid, even though it might have felt like it. So I think that that sense of solidarity mm -hmm. from people who have these painful secrets allows us to uh, feel we still feel alone, but we're all kind of together in the same boat. Right. And that right. in and of itself can, can carry solace. Right. A, a sort of shared experience. Now, you mentioned that w like when you do these live events, you tend to share your own secrets. How many secrets could you possibly have left after doing this for so long? You know, it must be all out there at this point. Everyone must know it. In, in, a, in an age of anonymity in the Internet, everyone must know everything about you. <laughs> so many directions I could go with that. Uh, let me just start by saying, even though we have never had more communication technology on the planet before, right. I still feel like there's a greater sense of loneliness and isolation, uh, paradoxically. Right. And so the sharing that happens in social media primarily, I think, is about projecting how we want the world to see us and wearing masks and putting on costumes when essentially the real kind of sharing that creates intimacy and growth and connection has to do with taking off masks and being vulnerable and naked in front of others. Right. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable, but it leads to something that's very strong and meaningful. But do you think that 
some of these people uh, who are sending in some of their secrets are also just pre- presenting a version of themselves like they would, you know, on social media or, or, or something like that. Because essentially all of that, I, well, Facebook aside, but even Facebook can be anonymous, right? Like the, the internet is full of anonymous people doing, you know, unspeakable things or saying unspeakable <laughs> things to one another and nice things and whatever else. But what like, websites are you visiting? <laughs> take your pick, YouTube, Reddit, anywhere with a comment section, right? There's vitriol somewhere. But I, I wonder why, okay, well, I guess that brings up another question. Um, with all of the available anonymity that the internet brings, uh, why do you think people choose Post Secret to share their secrets? Well, I think over the years, traditional places where people have shared their secrets or confessed have been reduced. They're diminishing. You don't, you know, the the Catholic Church doesn't play as big a role in people's lives as it once did. Therapy is moving from couch talk therapy to pharmaceutical therapy. Even families are, are breaking up, so you might not trust a parent like you would back in the 1950s. But there are other places, I think, that are, are filling the gaps and, and creating spaces for people to share in a way that they, they can if they think it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. So electronically, I think it, it raises some risks because even though we say it's anonymous, it might not be. You never really know. But on a postcard, right. when you let it go in your mailbox, you know that's not traceable. And so that's transparent anonymity. And I think there's something about anonymity that allows us to go a little bit deeper in what we say about ourselves and what we say about how we think of others. Yeah. And you talked about running out of secrets. I don't think we'll ever exhaust secrets. I think they're like poems or songs. There's yeah. always another. And even in ourselves, I know if I dig down deep and uncover something that's very uncomfortable, maybe an old family secret, I bring it out, it emerges, you feel a sense of, of relief. But I know at the same time, too, there's another secret even deeper than that one waiting for me to find the courage to look a little bit harder. Right. Yeah, That's so there's a lot of self-examination, I guess, that goes on uh, along with this whole thing. I love the idea of the secret on the postcard because I think that also the fact that it's a physical thing that you put in the mail and almost, like, let go of, it, it, it's therapeutic in a way because you're, you're kind of actually physically unburdening yourself of that secret do you ever hear from people you know later on once they've sent you a secret maybe they they meet you at a live event and say hey you know i sent you this thing and it, and it like you know now i feel free of it or like do you, do you ever hear from people who who were once anonymous but now have kind of you know found you after the fact i hear amazing stories of what has happened once they've let their secret go physically and there is something about that postcard exercising the secret in your own words and Mm -hmm. then letting it go to a stranger some people i can tell when i get the postcard they've used their non-dominant hand to write the secret so their handwriting can't be recognized extra anonymous yeah (laughs) some people put the postcards in envelopes so their mail carrier can't see them or they'll go to a different neighborhood to put it in the mailbox people feel strong emotions about their secrets and the impacts they can have in their lives and other people's lives are unimaginable i got one secret once it said I didn't know I was in an unhealthy relationship until I realized I had lost all of my opinions. Whoa. And the picture showed this like face that has was turning and it was blurred and you could see like three eyes instead of two. And I put it on the website 
and I got a lot of attention. I got this, this one secret from somebody else who mailed it in and they said, I didn't even know I was in an abusive relationship until I read that secret from a stranger who basically articulated what I was feeling and I didn't know it. And she said, because of that secret, I left and I'm in a much better place now. That's crazy. And the story continues. I posted that on the website. I got a message back from the person who sent me the original postcard. And she said, when you posted my secret on the website, I brought it up and my boyfriend was there and we read it together. And he asked me point blank, is that your secret about losing all your opinions? And she said, I said, yes. And she said, we proceeded to have a very uncomfortable conversation, but he said he was going to start listening to me more and working harder and making it better. And now I think our relationship's going to work. And so the idea that her relationship got healed yeah. through that confession and another stranger's relationship broke up because of her truth, yeah. you can't predict that. No, it's crazy. And the fact that I would say her sharing her secret with you and Post Secret in general maybe gave her the courage to share it with the person who needed to hear it the most. I think it's really interesting. Uh, how do you feel about, I mean, you were just talking about how people go to other neighborhoods and they're using their non-dominant hand. People are going to such lengths to share these, these secrets with you, but clearly there's like a very strong desire to, to, to do this. Like, how, how does that make you feel? You know, how, how do you, um, fame isn't the right word, but how do you sort of deal with being responsible with, for all these people's secrets? I mean, it's so, they're so passionate about it that they're, you know, going all these great lengths to do it. Does it, does it ever like uh, get to be too much? Do you think? Like, is it, I imagine it's a lot of work kind of sifting through, you must get thousands and thousands and thousands of secrets. How do you deal with them all? And how do you decide which secrets are, you know, the secrets to share. Because I, I, I can't imagine that they all end up on the website. Well, I feel very fortunate that so many people have trusted me with their deepest confessions. And I read every postcard. I keep every postcard. I think it's a invaluable archive. All, right now, all the postcards are on exhibit at the Smithsonian in, in Washington, D.C. And they keep coming. I don't know where the project's going to take me next. Yeah. But I'm happy to follow and I'm happy to feel like through the project, people have an opportunity to share their voice. There's a lot of creativity that goes into a lot of these. I mean, I have a, I have uh, one or two of the books and looking at them, I mean, they're not just postcards with, I mean, some of them are obviously just postcards with people having written on them, but, you know, people kind of customize them to their, to, for their own sort of message. And I think it's really interesting that um, it's kind of become art not just for as people sharing secrets but like uh visual art almost mm. you know people are sort of sharing a bit of themselves more than just the secret their creativity and their and their passion and their whatever else goes into it and i think it's a uh, pretty crazy that this all started from a from a lucid dream but let's let's get to some of the i don't know more basic questions and i'm sure you've answered these a thousand times but uh, most of the Buns listeners probably don't know. What's the most memorable post-secret that you've ever gotten? And I, I imagine that changes from time to time. But Well, the one I, I'll never be able to shake uh, from my mind uh, simply said, I pee in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
A lot of uh, bathroom-related secrets for sure. Yeah. One I got not too long ago from a woman said, uh, sometimes I shower with my boyfriend and he has no idea that I pee on him. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, that, that keeps good balance. Um, unforgettable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm attracted to the funny ones and uh, hidden acts of kindness, like the, the meter maid who, when she's on vacation and she sees a meter that's expired, she puts in a couple quarters. Right. I feel or, like you yeah. have to kind of focus on, on those yeah. to, to almost keep, keep saying this in the right word, but to like ground yourself when you're, when you're, cause there's, I'm sure a lot of heavy ones. Yeah. Right. So I think it's important to also acknowledge that there, you know, there are, kind secrets mm -hmm. and funny secrets as well. well. Well, I think of post secret as a celebration of secrets, even yeah. though a lot of them are heavy and, you know, our good news, we don't keep it a secret. We put it on Facebook or we take right. a picture. It's on Instagram. So it's kind of the stuff that, that burdens us and we feel a sense of shame that becomes a secret. And, but I think there's a, 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 a chance to find that liberation through letting it go and celebrating that story and, and kind of finding empowerment through that. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm still struggling to think of uh, a member. I mean, it's they're like your children. Like they're, they each have their own personality. And it's difficult to judge. Can't pick a favorite. Yeah. I mean, I, I I go through a selection process for the website and and the books. Um. So yeah, uh, this whole thing started as as a blog, but obviously has evolved as as the internet and social media have evolved. Right. Like there's a lot more avenues for you to share secrets. Um, do you uh, do you find that that these extra avenues, you know, you mentioned Instagram and Facebook and all that. Do you find that it's, it's helped sort of um, grow post secret and allowed more people to, I don't know, absorb those secrets? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the content is so strong. The more pay, play, places I can share it, the more opportunity it has for reaching more a larger audience. So uh, there's the Sunday secrets on the blog every Sunday, and then there's an Instagram account and a Facebook page. And, and do you vary books. the secrets across uh, social media? So like if, if I'm do. on Instagram, I'll find different ones on Facebook and different ones. On yeah, like in the books, I think of that as an archive of lasting secrets. And on the website, for example, where they're different every Sunday, I mm -hmm. think of those as being living secrets. So you look at that web page and you think, oh, these are confessions people are dealing with right now in their life. Now, do you ever get pushback from any of the secrets? Because I imagine some people read even though they're not your secrets, you know, some people read them and think, I don't like this, or uh, this makes me uncomfortable, or whatever the situation is, it must, you know, evoke some sort of emotions out of, out of people that they don't necessarily want to feel. Do you ever get any sort of pushback from people about some of the secrets? Yeah, secrets can be controversial, for sure. Um, if you ask a psychiatrist, they'll say that we all have secrets and sometimes we're not even aware that we're keeping them. Mm -hmm. And they'll give some examples. They'll say, for example, um, almost everybody has fantasized about being raped or fantasized about raping someone. They'll say, you know, most of us either have a favorite parent or a favorite child that we can identify, but we're not going to talk about. Right. And so these kinds of things live within us, and those are just a few of those examples. And I imagine that people vocalizing, you know, if you get a secret that says so-and-so is my favorite child or so-and-so is my favorite parent or whatever, um, I, it forces people to reckon with the idea that 
they also have these feelings like they have a favorite child or they mm. have a you know a favorite parent or whatever whatever it, it might be and with with the anonymity that that comes along with everything that you do on the internet and whatever i i i find it hard to 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 believe that like people aren't aren't coming at you upset or or aren't coming at the people who are telling the secrets upset because like if you post them on instagram i'm sure people can comment on them and whatever do you do you ever get any you know well, people, I think, in general kind of know the nature of Post Secret and what it's all about. And it's a, a positive thing. And so even though my home address is out there. Yeah. Um, Do you ever get visitors, by the way? I have had some people who want to come see the Post Secret mailbox and get a selfie with it. Um, but like I said, people feel a, a positive sense about Post Secret. So it usually has, has good vibes out there and good vibes coming back in. But I will say there are controversial postcards and secrets. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the most controversial ones that got the most negative email yeah. out of any secret I've ever posted. And you'll see why when I tell it to you. Sure. Um, I fed my cat bleach so I could see the hot veterinarian again. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a heavy one on, on a lot of levels. Okay, well, that brings up a, a, a good question, though. Do you ever get a secret and think, I need to do something about this? Well, they're all anonymous. Or somebody I, should do something. Yeah, about I this. think I think in general people just won't let the secret go. They don't care what Frank thinks, or yeah. they're not searching for anything from outside. But um, I have been contacted by the FBI and by postmasters about secrets that have been mailed to me. When you open up your home to the world's secrets and you get a million, mm -hmm. some of those are going to be very harsh, um, as well as others that are you know romantic and and funny and yeah. kind. So. Again, I, I like to focus on, on, there's one that's making me smile now. It, I'm going to share it tonight at the Post Secret Live event. It was a postcard that had a couple under a tree branch, and it said, I didn't enlist to escape you. I enlisted to pay for our wedding. Will you marry me? That's nice. So, yeah, the, the hopeful secrets are kind. Yeah. Although, although just recently I was telling somebody that I get a lot of objects, too, in the mail with secrets, including wedding bands. People have huh. let go of their wedding bands to post secret as part of their confession and let yeah. it go. What do you do with all that stuff? I, I keep it all. Um, I've had secrets mailed to me on naked Polaroid pictures, dollar bills, license plates, shirts, flip-flops, a bra, uncooked Idaho potato with a secret on it. People have mailed me birthday and holiday cards that they've written out to their grandparents, but mm -hmm. the grandparents passed before the holiday. Wow. So they sent it on the post secret. That's that's a lot. And and you must have a, a lot of stuff. I might maybe we'll see you on hoarders one day or something. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, you mentioned a live event and I think now's probably a good time to talk about said live event. If I were to go to a post secret live event what would I expect to see? Well, it's a multimedia event where I celebrate the stories behind the secrets. I share secrets that have changed lives, brought people together, um, had the FBI contact me. I talk about my own secrets. Uh, but probably the most memorable and emotional part would be when I invite audience members to come to the mic and tell their secrets live. And you never know what's going to be shared. I was in, in London not too long ago, and a woman came to the mic. She said, I'm a 60-year-old college professor here on campus, and every lecture I've delivered this year, I've been stoned. 
Wow. <laughs> that's that's amazing. It's, I love that it's grown into uh, a thing where people feel comfortable to share their secret no longer anonymously. I mean, it's semi-anonymous. I, people probably don't know all the details of, the, of who that person is, or maybe they just know their face. But the fact that they're comfortable enough and the community is strong enough that these, these people are happy to stand up in front of one another and, and kind of unburden themselves or, or just share. It's so gratifying for me to see at these events, especially on college campuses, where a student will stand and talk about how they're struggling with cutting or an eating disorder or just general anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the authenticity in their voice. There's just a, a, a in the timber, there's just a authenticity there. And then audience members will uh, embrace that person as they walk back to their seat. They're right. always giving them an applause after they share their story. Other students will stand up and say, me too, or here's some resources. And instantly you go from this group of hundreds of individuals to one community. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that the most exciting part of every event is not what happens there, but the conversation you have with your friend when you walk back to the dorm or with your wife when you get in the car and drive back home and yeah. talk about your secrets. It's almost like a giant support group or something. There's a, I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense. It All, all this unburdening and, and all these people sort of um, feeling a little bit lighter, it makes sense that like they would all sort of come together and be supportive of one another because, um, you know, like we were talking about off mic, we have uh, a bun zone called the Buns Mental Health Zone where people sort of share intimate details of their life, asking for advice from complete strangers, knowing um, nothing about sort of what they do or who they are. I mean, and uh, they may have their life may be so far removed from, you know, actual mental health pro- professionals or whatever, but just like being able to share with people, I think it's a, it's a really, um, it's a really important thing. And I, and I think it's amazing that you've, you've grown this community into the size that it is, but what are you, what's next for, for Post Secret? I mean, what, what, what do you see the future of Post Secret being from here out? Well, I try not to impose myself on the project. I try and follow where it, it would naturally lead me, and it's leading me more for the talking and the events. So right. I spoke recently in Oslo at a peace conference, and traveling to schools and universities is very gratifying for me, talking about issues of mental wellness. Um, there are six post-secret books. Mm-hmm. There's no plans for any more. I don't want to be chicken soup for the soul. I just think this is a great collection. I don't want to take away from it by adding more. There's a new art exhibit opening up in San Francisco on Post Secret. Uh, Last week, more Post Secrets were exhibited at the American Visionary Art Museum, which I think is is brilliant. I love the idea of everyday people telling a secret using visuals to further convey the emotion behind it, and then having that recognized as art and hanging on museum walls. People creating art who don't see themselves as artists. I think that's revolutionary. Yeah, no, I think... Redefining it. It's definitely... It definitely takes it to to a a different level, and I think that it's art that, even if you are not, um, you know, say a lover of art or a scholar, you can still understand the value Uh, of it, right? Where... You know, so you see some pieces and you, it's just way over your head. But this, you, everyone has secrets, so everyone can understand what's happening. So aside from the 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 project, what what else is going on for you? Like, what else do you do you do 
outside of, of, of Post Secret? Because I imagine this takes up most of your time, but not all of your time. So how do you kind of reground yourself when not dealing with Post Secret things? Um, I do a lot of, believe it or not, endurance exercise. I find that swimming for a half an hour, uh, a couple of months ago, I rode across the country of Italy. Whoa. So I feel like putting myself in these uh, strenuous circumstances uh, helps my mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's strong therapy. And so I spend, I'd say, four or five hours every other day wow. uh, doing physical exercise and stretching and working on my back. Mm-hmm. Um so for me, that's that's kind of a new development that uh, I, I see changes in my body because of it, and yeah. that kind of self feeds back into this what you know me wanting to take even better care of myself. Right. And so just physically taking care of myself, I, I'm at a place in my life now where I have time and I can prioritize it. So. And uh, do you feel a difference mentally as well? Because I mean, I mean, imagine you spend a lot of your time uh, in in your head, sort of dealing with these people's secrets. But uh, do you think that? the physical fitness has helped you with that as well? Uh, I would say mentally maybe, but emotionally for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm more stable. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it enables me to do more of the things I want to do because I think they're important and purposeful. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's helped me in every way. That's great to hear. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could ask you a million questions, but... Uh, do you feel like at this point you are a, an open book? I mean, is there anything that y- you are still afraid to, to share with people well, after I th- all these years? I think it's healthy for us to share most of our secrets with right. people we trust. Um, but I, I don't think it's you know necessarily perfect to share everything that we keep private and personal. I think many of us have these rich interior lives mm-hmm. uh, that can drive us or that can motivate us, or ideas that kind of are incubating and they're not quite ready to be hatched. So I, I, I definitely have secrets and stories that I keep personal, but I do think there's something you know very meaningful about having that struggle and telling a secret to somebody, but mm-hmm. not all secrets, and right. certainly not all secrets to everybody. <laughs> well, okay, so let me ask you this. I don't know if this is a secret, but over the years, of all the postcards that you've shared, have any of them been yours? Yes. Okay. I have one I made out of a, a Catcher in the Rye paperback book cover. It's in the second post-secret book. And it's really the secret I wish I had seen when I was in high school and college mm-hmm. and felt alone and without direction. It simply said, if you feel like you're insane, and you're stuck in a dysfunctional environment, you're not crazy. And that was kind of the message I needed to hear. And my hope is that through Post Secret and the speaking events especially, I'm able to kind of go back and address that need that I had right. as a young person and, and share the message I wish I could have heard. Well, I think that's a good encapsulation of what most people get out of Post Secret. I mean, I, the, the feeling that you aren't crazy for having these thoughts that you feel might be crazy. Because like you said, they're together in their aloneness or uh, whatever it is. But I think it's important for people to know that, you know, they're, they're not out there um, in undiscovered territory or something. You know, there's people that have 
have gone through this or are going through this and have come out the other side or whatever the situation is because life itself is kind of a, a, a shared experience. So I, let me just ask you one last question uh, before I let you go because I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um, for somebody with a lot of secrets and, and kind of someone who might be bearing a lot um, themselves, what do you suggest? Because I imagine that you've spent a lot of time in this world and you know had a lot of people spoken to a lot of people how do you suggest that these people sort of deal with these things um, I mean sharing them is, is important but sharing them anonymous, anonymously I, I assume is just one step to a, to like a greater journey do you have any sort of words of advice for anyone well one of the most common secrets that's mailed to me is uh, documenting that search for that one person who we wish we could find, who we could tell all of our secrets to, be our full and true and whole selves. So many of us are someplace on that journey, and I see that secret written dozens of different ways on mm -hmm. postcards every week. So th the first thing is that anybody feeling like that certainly isn't alone with that feeling. And sometimes when you're in that environment, you start to feel as though there's no hope, and there's no help, there's no place to share, there's no one who will listen. And that's a lie. There are always options to share with someone, to share anonymously. There's hope, there's help, there's post-secret, there's your program where people can share and ask for help. There are resources in every city. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, it's a matter of motivation, not opportunity. And sometimes the time's not right. right. Um, but if you just kind of have that conversation in your mind and put yourself in a space where you're not hiding from those ideas, they find the right way and the right time to come out. So you don't have to do it all today, yeah. but it helps to have faith that the opportunity will come where you can take that uncomfortable action. It's an act of courage, really, yeah. and tell your story. It is, it's definitely an act of courage. And I think that uh, the hardest part is getting over, the, like getting outside of yourself and being able to kind of put that out there. Because I think that, most of the time people will realize it's not uh, as big of a deal as they as they make it out to be, you know? <laughs> you said the magic thing, outside of yourself. Yeah. And uh, I completely relate to that. Two days ago, when I arrived in Toronto, I noticed that the cap on my front tooth had broken loose. Mm -hmm. So don't look at me too closely because I look like Jim Carrey right now in Dumb <laughs> and Dumber. But when I realized that, I was thinking to myself, oh no, I'm doing all these speaking events and I have this thing on my tooth. Yeah, yeah. And I just took a moment and then kind of got out of myself and laughed at myself as this third party observer looking at the circumstance and thinking, you know, the universe is trying to humble me right now. <laughs> so let's just laugh at this and smile and take it all in. So. It's, it's challenging and painful for all of us, yeah. but I've found help in what you suggested, which is sometimes coming out of that, that small place where we put ourselves and taking a different perspective, a perspective of the bigger picture that sees that we're not the only one, we have a lot to be grateful for, and sometimes when painful or embarrassing things happen to us, instead of letting it constrict us, uh, move outside and look at it as kind of a joyful observer. That's, I think that's some, some great advice. And uh, I think I'm just going to end it off by saying, you know, thank you for, for creating this thing. And, you know, it's gotten so big that it's become, you know, a, a movement itself. And I think that it's done a lot of good for a lot of people. And uh, I think I speak for 
a lot of the people who are going to be listening um, when I say that we really appreciate having this outlet, you know, and just even even if you if you're not one who has sh- shared a secret, but you are reading these secrets, I think that there's it provides a lot uh, as far as mental health and, and all of that stuff is concerned because. Uh, like we've been talking about the entire time, you know, just to know that um, you, you're not the only one. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, free your secrets and become who you are. Okay, so one last, last, <laughs> last, last, last thing. Wait, that was my last killer statement. No, that's a great statement. <laughs> but for anyone who doesn't know, where do they go to check out Post sure. Secret? Well, thank you for that. Uh, the website is postsecret.com. Yep. New secrets every Sunday. You okay. can mail them to my home. Uh, the address is right there on the website. Uh, the project is alive and thriving, so I would invite anybody to uh, participate. But I will warn, it's a little subversive. You uh, you look at that postcard and you realize it's all anonymous and you can write anything on there yeah. and let it go. And it starts to make you look in different parts of who you are and your past and what your fears and hopes are. So it's... It's a challenging opportunity that my hope is can lead to growth and understanding for individuals and for communities. Yeah, they may discover a little corner of themselves they didn't know was there. So I imagine at postsecret.com they can get at all the other social media, the books and everything else? Yeah, you can just Google postsecret. There's a TED Talk, uh, Twitter, at postsecret.com or at postsecret. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and, and thanks for taking the time to chat with Thank you, man. Got a couple of jobs, baby set some dogs and the trolls we trust. Thank you, Mama Buns. Thank you, Uncle Mort. Okay, so how was that? You guys ready to share some secrets? Uh, if you can't get at secrets, uh, post secret, excuse me, um, maybe you can ask Boris. Next week, we're going to try a little segment instead of an interview called Ask Boris. So give it a listen. Thanks for checking out the Buns podcast, guys.